Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Thursday, June 30th, last day of June. We're getting into July. There's six games in July. It's going to be busy, starting with Montreal coming in on July 4th. We have a lot to get to. An eventful night at Dignity Health Sports Park. Uh, Minnesota United coming in, winning 3-2. The phantom red card to Kevin Cabral. I have a whole bunch of information about that. Uh, probably stuff you're not going to hear anywhere else, or maybe you saw me tweet about it, so maybe this is the first time you'll hear it instead of just reading it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Um, certainly where this LA Galaxy team is going, how we sort of feel about this LA Galaxy team. Uh, I think most of you are ready to sell your season tickets, maybe move to Canada. Um, I'll, maybe, maybe maybe not Canada. Maybe not because Montreal is coming in. So maybe some other country. Maybe even Mexico. Maybe you're going over to the UK, but you're ready to move. I can tell. Uh, so we're going to talk about all those things as we get you ready for the July 4th game against Montreal. All right. To help me, she's back, and we're so glad to have her back. She was on the sidelines last night for this uh, very difficult game. We'll talk to her about how difficult it was asking questions. She's back. She's better than ever. It's Miss Nikki K. Nikki, how's it going? Ooh, all right. Hey, guys, you're not selling your season tickets. Come on now. <laughs> Come I'm, on now. I'm, Get your pupusas. Sit down and relax. You know what? That was the problem with last night. There was no pupusas because it was a midweek, and usually we don't have pupusas in midweek, and I didn't have any pupusas, so already I was uh, I was not feeling. But, Nikki, how are you doing? You doing good? I'm great. Hey, also, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtle flex here. Oh, that's I nice. Got, I got my... Here you go. I, I'll, I'll get you. Ooh, there he goes. The band is back together. I should have worn mine. I should have worn mine. I should have. We should have coordinated. That was that was that was my fault. So well, um, you know what? You could say the galaxy should coordinate on some things as well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe they should all get together on the same. Maybe they should practice some things. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, You're practicing. <laughs> that is true. You know, you are one of the few people who actually gets to see them train probably more than most. So um, I always say, you know, there's uh, certainly because it's out of sight a lot of times. I think fans are always of the impression. It's like, well, they need to practice this and they need to practice that. And it's like, well, they do practice a lot of things. Whenever you're there, you see them working on a ton of things. So it's not like they don't practice. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, just a weird game last night. Right. That was weird. It was it was tough because you could almost feel like the wind in the sails just completely stop once Kevin was ejected from the game, right? And it yeah. was so early and then and then it 
you know, that sort of, of impact it has on how the Galaxy play from then on out, even down a goal, um, it changes the nature of the game. And it, coming out of halftime, though, I was really impressed. And I know we're going to get to this, by the way, the team the team responded, which I think is a huge positive takeaway. Yeah, and not just responded, responded with 10 men, scored two goals. I mean, it, it, it's tough. And certainly in all this stuff, it's sort of tough to put all these things into perspective whenever you're looking at it. But I, I do believe there were positives out of this. I just don't think I just don't think they outweigh the negatives in this particular case. And there's some things the Galaxy certainly did. There's some things that happened to the LA Galaxy that were not that I don't think were right. And we can talk about all those different things. Um, and so those things all affect the game and how it gets played because, um, I, I enjoyed the second half. If you left at halftime, which by the way, I, I didn't, you're allowed to, I've always said this. You're allowed to leave at halftime. You're allowed to leave when you get there and the first goal gets scored and you're done. If you want to leave, go leave. This is how you vote with your voice, with your presence, with your money. All those things are correct. And by the way, I'm, I'm a big proponent of not gatekeeping that stuff either which is oh well you're not allowed to buy a jersey because we're angry right now you do whatever you want you spend your money the way that you want you protest you get angry you do the things that you do that make you feel like you're being heard and as long as you're doing that and you feel heard then you did your job and by the way if it's just to keep going to games every single time and not doing any of that stuff and like you know just being a completely normal person that's that's also fine too i'm, I'm not a gatekeeper on this so um i think a lot of people try to want to get a reaction out of uh, out of a group of people and i understand why because you, there's more power in that but at the same time I'm not big on pe telling people how to spend their money and, and do those things so i know lots of people are angry uh let's before we start to the game i just want to remind everybody we are seven days away right now from the transfer window opening um and so that that transfer window is uh is getting more and more interesting like as, as it goes you know, Canva and I are pretty tight whenever it comes to creating graphics for things. So uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to as I tell my wife all the time, I think if I went back to college, I'd probably major in Canva. She goes, I don't think that's a degree. I'm like, it should be a degree. <laughs> You're like, you know, maybe kid picks yeah. or Canva. That's good. That's I'm, good. I'm good with PowerPoint. Yeah. I always have the fancy slide ins. <laughs> Very. Yeah. I mean, Canva really very similar to PowerPoint when you think about it. Um, <laughs> yes. and, and basically this whole show is like one giant uh, college level PowerPoint uh, whenever you're, you're sort of put it together. But uh, I'm following though. I'm following. OK. Windows open on, on July 7th. That's whenever things can go. Windows going to close on August 5th. We know the roster freeze deadline is September 2nd. We already talked about how all this works. We have talked about. Uh, a player coming in uh, in Gaston Brugman. Um, this still seems like this is happening. Uh, I don't. I was having some conversations on and off the record a little bit, and I just I get the feeling that this is pretty much done. Uh, there was reports out today that it was a three-year contract with a fourth year as a team option for a 29-year-old that takes you into his 32nd year. That's not a horrible thing. Uh, people were joking around saying that you know maybe he should hold out for the Shelvick deal, and I said I like to call it the People Gonzalez deal where you get five years. Um, um, and and no team option. It's just five year contract on uh, on all those things. But it seems all this is in place and working. And we talked about on the last show that the Galaxy currently have eight of eight international slots filled, which means they're gonna have to buy one. Um, there's rumors of perhaps another player coming in. And we have mentioned Aaron Ramsey It's that possibility of that player just connecting dots and doing things. There is still some rumors out there that the LA Galaxy are interested in. I don't want to say it because people will get excited, but there is rumors that the LA Galaxy are interested in a, a central attacking midfielder still. Not a central defensive mid midfielder, which is what um, Gaston Brugman is, um, but a central attacking midfielder, um, which would be interesting as well. So, Now, um, I, 
I have a little bit of just Greg discourse on what this central defensive midfielder uh, will provide, and it will be leadership and experience on the pitch, which I think is tremendous for this group of guys. And then um, he's a firm believer that this defensive midfielder will free up both Ryan and Mark. And what's significant about that is that uh, Greg's vision for Ryan has really actually kind of shifted over the past season. Um, he brought in Ryan, you know, remember when Ryan came in and scored like three goals or two <laughs> yeah. goals or, you know, yeah. it was yeah. kind of weird. You're right. And, and, and Greg was like, you know, that's just kind of, kind of funny because we our vision for him or where he feels comfortable is as a defensive uh, midfielder. And I, you know, I, I was talking to Greg, I was like, so would you say your, your assessment, I guess, of Ryan and what, what he's best with has, has changed? And he's like, actually it has. Um, and he's come to realize in getting to know Ryan that like Ryan's movements are much more effective and fluid when he's able to have that freedom to roam box to box and not thinking about, you know, getting back and, and being a part, you know, a key part of the defense. And uh, I think that's kind of the flash we saw when he first arrived right. and um, Greg, you know, recognizes that Ryan tends to like overthink or feel a little constricted when he's act, asked to be a little bit more defensive. So I actually think there could be something um, to that unlocking him. Obviously we know what Mark does uh, in terms of pace and energy. And I think having both of them being able to be a little bit more aggressive um, in the attack right. would actually, would actually be significant. I, I like that he said, I understand what he says when he says it, right? This is nothing, this is not a knock on Greg. And this is, he explains it very well. So it's easy to sort of sit there and go, okay, I get what you're saying. And in some ways I sit there and go, that's interesting because when we're talking and I know fans are like, you know, central attacking midfielder, a cam, a cam, a cam, get a cam, get somebody who's going to be, you know, that creative playmaker and stuff. I still believe that that might be necessary, that actually that it should be necessary. But whenever you talk about this, in Vanny's eyes, getting a CDM actually creates two offensive players instead of just one by bringing in a cam, which is different than how they're currently sort of set up, which is almost a little bit. It's more 4-3-3 than it is 4-2-3-1, which is sort of how they are. Or it's more 4-1-4-1. Does that still add up? Yes. Uh, I know, it's, right? I, I, like, I always have to try, to try to do the math, but it's more like 4-1-4-1. Yeah. Um, then it is four two, you know, four two three one. That's sort of how they're set up now, right? So there's this little shift that could happen, and I know um, lots of people looking at a three five two as well. I I love that if like somebody was new to soccer and we started talking about this, they would uh, they would lose it immediately. And five six seven eight, yeah, change. <laughs> you know, right? It's uh, <laughs> so my son's two and a half, Jake, and uh, he counts one two three eight nine ten, and that's that's oh. the I'm like perfect, good, everything's a ten. I like that, very yeah, very nice. <laughs> It. get him to get him to organize these lineups so I, I after uh after the uh the game um we were talking about possibly going out to training on saturday i said you know i'm gonna bring my two and a half year old because uh nobody's gonna yell at me if there's a little cute kid running around and and they're like i don't know i go i go no it, it always works that is the number one way to like soften everybody up is bring a kid out there so i don't i don't think he's uh i don't think he's free uh real quick uh jose gave us a uh a five dollar super chat says josh can we get some fire klein shirts those will sell like hot pupusas i'd rather get a pupusa shirt 
um, than that. But I think that there'll be plenty of signs and stuff around. I mean, like I don't see social media and all that stuff that's going on. Um, by the way, I would like to point out, and I always tell this to everybody, Chris Klein is a wonderful human being if you ever talk to him, and I've never had anything against him in terms of uh, the human being side. And if you leave Nikki out of this for a second, uh, I'll, I'll speak my uh, opinion, which is um, great guy, but uh, there need, there's always accountability. There has to be accountability in any front office. So, um, you know, if this all goes sideways, which by the way, almost at midway point, one more game will be 17 games. That'll be the midway point. The fact that the LA galaxy sort of have this 24 points sort of puts you in the, okay, if they double that, it's 48 points sort of puts them right in the realm of what they did last year. Um, but knowing that, there was also this huge dip in form last year in the last third of the season. And so if the Galaxy can avoid that and pick up points, they will be better than last season. So I still have them sort of right on the edge of the playoffs um, as it goes. But that all sort of matters here in the next. This this July is six games. There's You can't get around the fact that it's six games. Um, and that's a lot of stuff to, to sort of take in. And if you're good for six games, that can be really good. Uh, and if you're struggling for six games, it'll be really long. It could be a long, long month or it could be a really fun cool month and i don't know which way this galaxy team is uh is gonna gonna go go in, in different ways uh by the way uh two dollar super chat from justin uh gives solid minutes to uh, and start johnny perez oh jonathan perez down and playing for the u20s in mexico uh they got bounced but johnny perez has played absolutely wonderfully down there in fact all the u20s whenever you look at Jalen neal playing for the u.s side marcus Vercranis playing for the u.s side they've all played amazingly in this tournament, the U.S. playing particularly well as well. So that's good. Mexico got bounced. Um, I, I forget who got it. Somebody will tell me in the chat room they got bounced by. But it was a uh, they missed five penalty kicks. That's hard to do, uh, Nikki. It's really hard to do. It's hard to miss five penalty kicks. I just like to point that out. Um, that's that's special talent, right? That's England level talent. It can always talent. get worse. Listen <laughs> to that. You know, you don't know what you got till it's gone, guys. That's, <laughs> that's right. Um, so anyway, so we'll sort of uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But thank you for the super chat. And uh, Johnny Perez is is a is a favorite uh, here among the podcasts who are there. Um, so we talked about transfer windows, sort of where that's coming and how to sort of keep an eye on it. Let's go and talk now about this game. 3-2 loss for the LA Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy give up three goals uh, in rapid succession all in the first half. Now, the first goal, and this is where I think we need to focus the most on, but the first goal, Nikki comes at full strength um, and it comes in now their fourth straight home game. And I have this because I actually pulled the the uh, the charts now. Um, but this is all in league, right? Their fourth straight home game. They played four league games in a row because even their away game got canceled and sort of came back. So four league games in a row that have been at home, starting with Houston, then uh, then Austin and Portland and Minnesota. In each one of those four games, they've given up the first goal in every single one of those games. Um, and when you look at what uh, what they had done previous to this, um, they were scoring first a lot of these games. Um, and so the real big turnaround has been these slow starts they had. And by the way, the LA Galaxy, uh, whenever they score first, are so as I uh, move over to the slides, uh, uh, they're six one and one when they score first, one five and one whenever they allow the first goal. This, this is one of those things that's sort of a duh thing, right? When we talk about this, it's like, yeah, if you're always playing from behind, you're not going to win as many games, and you know what? But it's so drastic with the LA Galaxy. Montreal, by the way, the LA Galaxy just played, uh, Nikki, went into Seattle, allowed the first goal in the first three minutes, and then scored two goals over the next 90 minutes and beat Seattle in home. That's not something we've seen the LA Galaxy do outside of the Austin game. Um, and then they played in Portland where they allowed the first goal and or they played against Portland uh, at Dignity Hill Sports Park. They allowed the first goal and they got a draw. 
those were the some of the first points the LA Galaxy had gotten from losing positions. Um, and if they continue to give up the first goal, they're either going to have to start getting more points from losing positions or they're going to see that that those losses stack up. And Greg really focused in on this. I don't know if he talked to you about it. You had him at the end of the first half. So let's just let, we'll go brief over cap of first half and then I'll, I'll ask you sort of what was going. So uh, Cabral gets red card in the 25th minute. We're going to dive all into that. So that's a whole separate conversation here. But then the Galaxy are flustered. You can tell they're flustered. They're down to 10 men. They're trying to they're trying to get a goal back almost immediately because now they're just ticked. They're running around a little bit with their like with their heads cut off uh, and they allow two more goals in that first half to, to Minnesota on counterattacks and, and all those fun things. So it is three nothing at halftime. Uh, Nikki, you're sitting there going, please don't score any more goals because I have to talk to Greg after this. Um, and so, I mean, what what were you what were you thinking as you watched? that first half well josh fortunately <laughs> my my most recent halftime interview was when the galaxy were down three nothing at half against houston so, <laughs> so I, you had some I experience was like, i was like wait what we're here again because i remember that match I, I hadn't experienced that that big of a deficit before for the galaxy because last year for the most part they were never trailing three nothing on games that i was on um or the disparity wasn't that bleak right. at ha- at halftime, um, and so I guess with with that halftime interview, right? And, mm-hmm. and Greg, you know, he wants to get to the locker room. I only get one question with him, and it's more about like, okay, you're in this hole. How do you how do you get back out of it? Right. Which at that moment seemed pretty bleak too, because you know they're down a man, and you don't know with the way they hemorrhaged. Um, you didn't know how they could build themselves back into the match, which we I was proven very wrong in the second half um, with the way I was thinking, at least. Right. So, uh, you know, just standing next to Greg and and you got to give him credit. He's always honest and he's critical. Um, and he started first off not saying anything about the red card. His first an- um, sentence out of his mouth was, you know, it begins with. We've talked at length how to defend Reynoso, and right. we gave him too much space, too much time. And so you could tell there was sheer disappointment in his guys with that first goal. And then he went into the red card, which I respect and I appreciate. And, um, you know, and then coming out of the locker room at half, Dan Couchman told me he's like, one goal at a time, that's all we can focus on. And I was like, okay, good luck with that. But they, they, they chipped in and, fought their way back into it. Yeah. Um, and, and he was similar with us, I think, in the, in the post game, and, and he had a chance to sort of uh, look at that. The, the the disappointing thing is is Reynoso. I mean, the the kid just... He, I, the kid, he's a grown man. I shouldn't call him a kid. Um, <laughs> Reynoso is a grown man, and he constantly proves it with his ability to play shots. That expected goals number on his shot that he scored was 4%. That was a 4% chance of going in, except that you know it's Emmanuel Reynoso. So that's already your like 50-50 chance he scores that, right? Um, he defies those odds and he gets to his spot. That's his spot. That's the spot that he hurt the LA Galaxy from in Minnesota. That's the spot he has scored against the LA Galaxy on him multiple times. Um, you know, people are going to talk about Grantster and Fanny didn't name him by name, but the 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 lackadaisical defense in that position to not pressure him and not move him off that spot. You cannot let him sit there. It's like, you know, um, quite honestly, it's like basketball where a guy has a favorite spot. Well, that's Reynoso's favorite spot, right? Don't don't let him get to his spot. Move him off that spot. Make sure he's pressured there and and Edwards too I mean 
the big problem in this game comes from that left-hand side and and all the goals sort of originate at least in in at the beginning from that side and for me it was Edwards trying to do too much on the offensive side getting caught forward and then Grant Sear not doing enough to cover for him um, and Grant Sear's an offensive player too and he wants to be in there and when you're down a man now you're pressing even harder and those guys were getting beat on the counter on that left-hand side it was it was pretty obvious well it, it's really hard because you know, standing there watching Raheem work his tail off. He is making the runs. He is breaking, you know, he's he's trying to get something, anything going. And this is also the problem that comes when you're playing a man down, right? You extend, you pre- you, you overextend yourself, and then he's gassed and can't get back and is a little bit out of position, and then it's left to the other guys to help him cover. So I feel really it's hard um, – from, from that viewpoint, to be critical of Raheem because he's one of those guys who gives every play his everything. Right. And, uh, it, but it, by sheer nature of being, you know, left with 10 men, it's, you get punished. Yep. Yeah. And, and that happens. And again, there's some positives in this. I was actually impressed by the way the LA Galaxy created chances when they were up, with, when they had 11 v 11, right? In the early side, Victor Vasquez had a ball that he headed basically that was saved off the line. Uh, there were some other shots and some dangerous things. You know, Aguirre starts in this place. Ravelison had not been training. He came up with, he was a little injured in this game. So he, they didn't want to start him. He hadn't been training. So they put, they brought him in in that second half. Um, and so, you know, you have a young kid like Aguirre and, and Greg Vanny just all, was plotted so he was like i thought he played absolutely amazing for what he was trying to do um in that and game so was so was mark delgado i got to say, i don't know if he came into the uh media room with no, you guys didn't. but okay yeah he was very um very uh commending of the the performance daniel put out there tonight and uh or last what, what day is it you know but um right. yeah he he had a really solid showing uh, very impressive yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It, it was. Uh, it was sort of fun to watch, um, and so uh, just Aguirre trying to work in the center field, Delgado working uh, again. So I thought they did okay creating some shots. Now let's go to the red card because this is the turning point of this game, and it's in the twenty fifth minute. Um, so there's a shot that is spilled, and uh, Dane St. Clair, the the keeper for Minnesota uh, United, spills the shot. Um, it short hops him a little bit, so he skips away, and he's scrambling to get there. Cabral is also closing down. Um, and Cabral is in the right spot to close down. He's where he should be, and he's pressing that. And as uh, this is a soccer play, there's nothing about this that isn't a soccer play. Uh, you're going to hear from some MLS homers how there's this emphasis on 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 uh, protecting goalkeepers whenever they're down on the ground and no contact to the head and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to tell you a whole bunch about that. That seems to be very true. Um, and so I will tell you why they're incorrect in this. Um, and so Cabral closes that space and St. Clair is closing that space. So you, you now have two athletes running at each other. As Greg Vanny said, you know, Cabral's running 20 miles an hour. I don't know if he was hitting that fast, but he was he was trying to right? you know, it was one of those. Um, so he has all this momentum. Uh, St. Clair comes out and he gets the ball. Uh, and as in the normal soccer play that happens multiple times every weekend, the attacker goes, oh, he's going to get the ball. And so he goes and he jumps over the top, right? Um, and he jumps over the top. Now, when he jumps over the top, his, I think, right foot makes contact with the poof of hair on top of. Yeah. Dane Sinclair. I would like to point out that if 
Dane St. Clair has, you know, uh, the balding head like I do, he does not get this call because there's no contact. But because he has a nice, full, rich head of hair that he has put some time and some volume into, Nikki, he's like he has poofed it up. He is he has made it nice and big. He gets he gets a call. Now, when it happened, everybody goes, okay, if you want to call foul, go ahead. Right. Yeah. What'd you see? Well, well, that moment, actually, and the added layer of irony to all this is that the coaching staff in the building have really been working hard with Kevin on being more aggressive on a more consistent basis, right? Everything he does in the building is focused on having that fight and that dog. In fact, they're having him box now, you know, there, so, so you see him charge in a, with full steam in this play, right? Finishing it, not, you know, not being, you know, kind of pushed off the ball or, or whatever, or skidding to a halt. And um, I, so I was mid hit talking about like, hey, that's exactly the type of, you know, action and, and uh, urgency Greg and the staff need to see from Kevin. Right. And as I'm saying it, the red goes up and I'm like, oh, I, here I am applauding Kevin and he's being kicked out of the game. And then, you know, you get Joe and Kobe reacting live time being like, what? And you see Greg throw off his jacket. That, and that was that was the part I was. I always like Greg has to get um, undressed basically to argue. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's 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 funny. But no, um, in the press box, we had no idea what was going on um, in the stadium. I know people had no idea what was going on. I never saw the red card come up from from referee Ted Uncle. Um, I never and there was never a stadium announcement. They announced the red card because it was unknown for so long. We were like, what happened? Um, and how did it happen? And then we're like, OK, well, we're going to see a replay. And then you see the replay and they're like, oh, Literally, so Damian Calhoun and I were were basically the only two uh, journalists up on our side of things um, in the press box. So it, we were just, you know, hanging out, shouting back and forth to each other. Uh, the Galaxy PR team, digital team, and everybody's sort of right behind us. And so we're just, we're hanging out there. And so I look at Damian and I walk up to the, to the uh, for the replay. And I'm like, oh, dude, no, VAR is going to overturn that. There's like no contact. Like there's, like, he brushes his hair. It's nothing. It's not going to be a thing, right? And I know St. Clair rolled around on the ground and you know we've seen that before right as somebody said uh i think it's the neymar roll and once you hit more than one roll you know that like there's rarely an acceleration that's going to get you to roll more than once uh unless you're running at 20 miles an hour which at that point st Clair had already stopped so he was not running 20 miles an hour so um it's just to and so you see that and you're like okay well var is going to overturn it and so you see uncle waiting and holding it and 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 holding the game and then they they continue and cabral has walked all the way across the field and he's walked out the tunnel or walked to the tunnel and all that. And I'm just sitting there going, I'm like, this, this is a weird reality. And, um, as a lot of, you know, I'm a pool reporter and I was the only pool reporter in the building to, uh, the night. So Damien looks at me immediately. He goes, you're going to ask a question, right? And I'm like, yes, I'm going to ask a question. So I started typing out my question for, for the pool reporter, uh, for the, for the referees. What? What the heck was that call? <laughs> I really, I, I would like everybody to know I'm very good at being professional. And yeah, so I know how to put it. I, I know how to put that in the right terms. Um, and I hope to get, I, listen, um, on, I did a Twitter post game. I do a like Twitter spaces post game whenever I'm driving home um, on the freeway down the 405 from the game. And I was doing it. And I go, I, and I hadn't received an answer yet from, uh, from the referees. And I was like, I wonder if I'm even going to get an answer because it's so late and all this stuff, blah, 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 the whole deal. And so I'm driving down. And I'm like, let me see if I can predict what they were going to say. Um, and so I, I did ask them what it was. And so this is from the referee. This is from VAR. Um, this is from Ted uncle. And this is, 
Uh, I was told that this is not a quote official response from any referee. I think it just whatever. I laughed whenever I MLS is just so backwards. Sometimes this is an official response from the referee from VAR. This is what they said in their words, not mine. Uh, and from the referee, uh, Ted uncle, he says the LA galaxy number nine Cabral was shown shown a red card for violent conduct. Remember that violent conduct as he made contact with the head, those boxing classes that he's doing. I'll tell you Uh, violent violent conduct as he made contact with the head of Minnesota goalkeeper, St. Clair with his foot, the VA VAR confirmed the contact to the goalkeeper's head and judged it not to be a clear and obvious error. So for everybody saying that the referees that VAR didn't look at it, they did. And we, and VAR sees most plays. It's just whether or not they uh, asked for an official review. Here's the thing. Greg Vanny afterwards, little little hot under the collar about this. He started and talked about Nikki the allowing the first goal. He said it wasn't good enough. It hasn't been good enough. They need to fix it. He goes and there's it was somebody uh, Damian asked. He goes, well, this, is this part of the process? The whole deal and Vanny emphatically, the process is over. He goes, it's consequences, it's results, you know, it's effort, it's all these things. I'm paraphrasing, but you can go on Corner of the Galaxy on our YouTube channel and watch the entire thing. I have it all up there for you. So Vanny's like, the process is over. So all of you people who want to say, you know, whenever people say trust the process and everybody rolls their eyes and they want to like, you know, fall over and clutch their chest. uh, Vanny says the process is over. It's not about a process anymore. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. This is about results. This is about effort. This is about guys, you know, showing what they can do. Um, and I think that's really interesting. By the way, Ryan gave us a $5 super chat, uh, says, thanks guys for having, having, uh, for giving us a place to be sad together. I, this is like group therapy. A lot of times. This is therapy. I was literally <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry. Who was the gentleman who Ryan. just chimed in? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. Oh, Ryan Revelison's. No, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's not Ryan. <laughs> it's Ryan. Yeah, of course. I'm just kidding. No, Ryan, thank you so much. But it was funny because Josh and I have, you know, we're both kind of wiped coming into uh, yeah. the chat tonight. And and I did have this feeling that this is a collective exhale. Yeah. It's a safe space. Right. It's a chance to emote, but we're not losing hope. No. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that, and Ryan asked a good question. He says, and this is something you can speak to and it's something I can speak to. Um, and I think the answers are going to be exact. I'll let you answer it. But he says, has Greg lost the team already? How has the losing culture lasted? this long so think uh losing culture is more of like since 2017 um and we can talk a whole bunch of reasons why that is but let's answer the question in the short has greg lost the team no yeah not Uh, even close (laughs) yeah no 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 these guys like each other a lot and i i think the problem or maybe there's a disconnect um in kind of everyone trying to figure out who what their role is in terms of maybe a hierarchy and the voice and the leadership. And that's what you get a lot when Sasha questions on the field, mm-hmm. right? Um, Javi's a leader, but you're, there's only so much you can do when you're up top. Um, Derek Williams, I think always is very reflective and he um, shows the accountability and the disappointment and the frustration when I speak with him after losses. Uh, it, it, and it's clear, these guys carry it. Um, they, what I what I think their their issue is right now is when one mistake happens, how do you not let that be get two, three, four more mistakes that right. um, can can really put you know the substitutions in a bad position when they come in and try and you know liven things up, and so they're not playing from all and and it, it, I think it's what Greg would tell you is a matter of consequences, right? Yeah. And so. That early goal uh, had a had a whole trickle down effect, right. and um, so 
Long answer uh, to a very simple question. Greg has not lost the team. Not even close. It's it's mm-hmm. so far from that. And that's why I think everybody's a little bit early on the, you know, fire Greg Vanny and everything. I'm fine with looking at the front office and how things have been managed over the time. But I've also said this has to be your long term plan. Greg Vanny is experienced enough. He knows how to do this, even if it's not 100 percent right right now. Firing another coach does not solve any problems. I've seen it um, because I've talked to every single coach that has left so far. And uh, that means and I can tell you that there are a lot of things wrong with the L.A. Galaxy. Um, Sometimes it's not the not the coach. By the way, we have to sort of reset the show. Uh, Kyle, um, I'm going to put this in, in mine. Uh, in 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 my perspective, I don't want you to be a part of this, but uh, apparently I'm another sugar baby again because Kyle gave us a fifty dollars super chat and says, uh, "Please consider supporting Josh and COG if you like me are a frequent consumer of his content." Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. So my new sugar daddy, Kyle, is here. And if Herb is around, because um, Herb is my old sugar daddy, so if if Herb <laughs> is around, he can he can pop. I'm for sale, Nikki. I didn't. I don't want you to be a part of this. I'm for sale, a hundred percent, always and always. I've seen I've seen Josh taking feet pics in the press That's box. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever, whatever anybody <laughs> wants. Um, so, so anyway, so yeah, thank you, Kyle. Certainly appreciate that. So now let's go back to the red card. Here's the thing. Greg Vanny went long lengths about this and he said, um, that the referees told him that there was no way that they couldn't call it a red card. The referees said that their hands were tied because the league had made it a point of emphasis to protect goalkeepers who were on the ground and contact to their head whenever they were on the ground. So, uh, that's cool. I think that's a great idea. This should be. Um, that still means that there needs to be discretion with the rule. And I already got into an argument with somebody today where they were like, well, if it's a point of emphasis, then I guess it's a red card. No, because we went through this whenever we were playing the whole hands to the face uh, thing. So MLS was like, hey, we're going to crack down on hands to the face. And so uh, there was a little tussle. And then two friends on on opposite teams were sort of joking around with each other. And one guy goes up and I forget who it was, but one guy goes up and puts his hands on the other guy and the other guy puts his hand and like they both got red carded or somebody got red carded. And it was like, you guys have to be able to use some discretion in this. So anybody saying that um, that Ted uncle didn't have a choice because of this point of emphasis for point major league. Of Soccer, emphasis. It, point of emphasis is PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, sorry. I'm no, sorry. So, I'm derailing it's okay. you. <laughs> um, any, any, that point of emphasis is, is wrong. All right. Because you have to be able to, the fact that they called it violent conduct, like Kevin Cabral stepped on the guy's head that he didn't, he jumped over him and he touched his hair. All right. We have to be able to separate that. And, Here's the part that nobody's saying right now. Great. Well, Greg Vanny said it, but I'm going to back it up because I have some more information for that, which is Greg Vanny said, if it's a point of emphasis, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. Nobody has ever mentioned that to me. Talk to Jonathan Bond right afterwards. Ask Jonathan Bond some questions like, hey, Jonathan, you've spilled a ball before. Do you expect contact? contact in those situations he's like absolutely all the time he goes and i saw that red card he goes i don't know he goes i've been hit way harder i would like to point out that i got hit harder about an hour ago when my wife threw a towel at me and it hit me in the head i got hit harder there nick depew got hit harder when he got his hands stepped on in the game no red card right um let's see i would say douglas costa uh, hit hit the uh hit the uh minnesota player harder but um that was that was probably a red card so he probably deserved that at the end of the game that's a, that's another story um, well i think long story short bondy just needs to grow out a fro that's what it needs and to happen that should be the that should be the galaxy's new uh new sh- strength just head tackle with the fro yeah, it, it, so I do agree with that, by the way. I'm going to we should tell him that, too. Um, yeah, 100 percent. So we'll, we'll tell him that 
The other part about this is that Greg Vanny said he has never heard of that. I had heard, I have heard, and I was contacted and basically was told that MLS did make this a point of emphasis. They told pro referees and then they told nobody else. So I don't know how you can have a point of emphasis and then not tell anybody. Now it seems like pro is sitting there telling MLS like, well, then you need to make a statement about this because we don't want to get blamed for this. You told us to make this a point of emphasis. We're doing what you said, even though we're doing it wrong, Ted Uncle. This is wrong. This is an incorrect call. It's not right. People are going to straw man argue with you the entire time. We all know what a soccer play was. We all know what that is. And I'm going to say something that all of you should understand, but some of you won't want to hear is that red cards change games. I thought the galaxy were playing well enough outside of allowing that first goal to easily equalize in that game. In fact, I was expecting it to come and that chance where Cabral had was about a half a step from being an equalizer, right? So all these things are moving. Greg Vanny said it. I agree with him. Red cards change games. Do the galaxy need to handle that better? Whenever they go down 10 men, they do. Um, it's not a position they've been in in a whole bunch. So I understand, but at the same time, you have to keep your head in those situations. You can't allow it because if you take the LA Galaxy, Nikki, if they're able to keep one of those goals off the board in the in the first half, they get a point out of that game, right? If they're able to if they're able to keep two of those points off of off of the the board in the first half, right? They win that game. That's how. And there's a couple factors for that. And one is that Minnesota was exhausted because they were in Miami and it was hot and humid and they had just traveled there. And so they faded in the second half. That's one of the reasons the Galaxy were successful in the second half. The other reason is that they played very well, technically very well. Um, I think there's going to be a come to Jesus meeting here very soon with Chicharito. I have not seen a lot from him. He is not sparking confidence in anybody on that field. And meanwhile, you have Dayan Jovalich, who is scoring everything he touches. So um, it, it's something to pay attention to as we go through here. But uh, the red card was not warranted. It changes the face of that game. I thought the Galaxy played really well in that second half. I thought Douglas Costa had his best game for the LA Galaxy right up until the point where he got a red card at the end of the game. Um, and Greg Vanny was really interesting. He told Douglas, uh, Nikki, I don't know if you caught this from him, but he said, uh, you know, Douglas, if I put you in for 20 minutes, I want you to run as hard as you can. I don't want you to think about 20 minutes. I want you to just go as hard as you can, affect the game, change things, make people adjust to your pace, but go as hard as you can. He goes, and then whenever I give you 30 minutes, I want you to do it again. Just run as hard as you can. Don't manage your minutes. I'm done with that. Run as hard as you can and play. And he goes, and we're going to work you up 30 minutes, 40 minutes, the whole deal and get you into these positions, but do not try to manage your minutes. And a lot of times when guys coming off an of injury, you're sort of like, well, I'm a little out of shape. So I want to make sure that I have some left in the tank. And Vanny's like, no, if you run out of gas and you run out of fitness, that's fine. I'm okay with that balls to the wall basically right and with douglas costa i think you saw that for the first time um yeah, interesting go ahead um yes those come to jesus meetings have been had with a couple of players at this point and um the message it, that's one thing that when when you talk about greg and losing the locker room it's in fact i would say he's actually like just being able to kind of finally articulate his expectations in a more um, demanding way, right? We talked about that at the beginning of the season. Now Greg's able to, you know, implement his system, his vision. The guys know what to expect from him. But now he's like, he's looking for the core group. And it, and guys are starting to sense that. And if they are not delivering, they're not going to see the field. They're right. not going to see the pitch. And Greg told me flat out, he's like, if, if um, a playmaker, a talented playmaker, isn't giving me that at least seven... Uh, level seven effort, um, 
they're going to see the bench and I'm going to put on someone maybe less talented, but who has more dog and more fight and more urgency in them on the pitch. So I think that message, uh, is, is matriculating down, uh, through the system. And, and I, I would say the substitutes had a, had a great game yeah. too. I, I mean, Ephra, I think showed up more so, you know, I was going to say Jonathan bond was, was big. Jonathan bond went out of his way. Cause we asked about Douglas Costa coming on and, and what it's, you know, what that means to sort of get him as most invo- mm-hmm. really the most involved we've seen him with the galaxy. And he goes, and I thought he just after that, he goes, and also Ephra, he goes, I thought came in and changed the game. And he needs to um, because he yep. hasn't been playing well. Um, I thought it was it was also interesting. Greg did two things in the second half. Um, he managed minutes for guys um, and he got guys who needed match fitness minutes to get their match fitness in. And he did it while the Galaxy scored two goals and made a game of that. And, and we're yeah. down three nothing. Yeah. To, right. Because it's like you want to give your guys a chance to get back in it. But you also want to manage minutes. But you also want to get get these guys back into fitness. That was a very, that was something Joe and Kobe talked about too. Cause he was at a, you know, that second half it's you're, you're at the point of like, we're not waving the white flag, right. but we also need to think ahead because July is going to be chaos. Uh, it's a chaos is, is a coming. Um, mm-hmm. that's for sure. So, uh, just some interesting little graphics. I just wanted to show the, uh, the you have to ignore, uh, on the passing network and I'll sort of explain this one. Um, you have to ignore Cabral because he was only out there for 25 minutes. So his average position for 25 minutes was sitting out there, but then they count that position as basically <laughs> being there for the rest of the game, uh, which he wasn't. So, um, you look at that, I see a very compact middle, which is kind of interesting Whenever you look at Aguirre and what Delgado were doing in that center and what Victor Vasquez was doing to start this game as well. So you have this compact middle, a lot of people on each other, but remember, these are average positions. So it could mean that people are making runs forward and back and this is their average position. So we take that into account. And then whenever we look at what happened to Minnesota and how compact the LA Galaxy were, were, there's a giant hole in the center of Minnesota, and that's the impact the LA Galaxy were able to have in that second half and able to, being able to pull Minnesota apart and playing between their midfield. We have not seen a lot of central play from the LA Galaxy, and I would like to point out that um, I thought when Costa came in and sort of started making runs across the center and sort of uh, drawing people out and doing different things, uh, that's where that goal comes from, right? That's where the day on goal comes from is basically Costa cutting across, drawing two defenders, hitting the skip pass out to the wide side, you know, and then being able to come back and sort of, you know, put that ball into the center in a dangerous spot. And then Aguirre with the with the calmness. Um, Daniel Aguirre is going to be a special player. He's a little on the small side for me, but at the same time, I almost don't care. Um, he just, he, he really did a lot of things that I really like. So, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was going to say, you know, we talk about sometimes with this team, we see guys hold on to the ball just a little bit too long. And I thought Daniel actually had a, a beautiful read of pace and timing and knowing where even, you know, in his first start, he knew how to place it for guys. And so, um, very impressive and not kind of that sense of panic or, Hey dude, why you still have the ball? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, once again, flowers for Daniel Aguirre. He, he was, he was very good. Let's talk about day on Let's compare him to somebody. He has no business being compared to, and we love to make this comparison right now. If you look at, uh, day on uh, in terms of minutes per goal, day on is scoring one goal every 61 minutes. He has 305 total minutes right now. He has five goals 
14 games played. So if you look at his goals per games played, he's at 0.36, which is not very high, especially not on this chart, right? But I would also like to point that if you look at Chicharito right now through 16 games played uh, and 1,300 minutes, Chicharito is scoring 0.38 goals per game right now. So 0.36 for Dayon, 0.38 for Chicharito. If we go into that minutes per goal, Chicharito this year right now is scoring one goal every 219 minutes of play. And Dayon Jovalich, scoring one goal every 61 minutes. Zlatan Ibrahimovic through 30 games and 29 games played, or yeah, yeah, through 30 goals and 29 games played in 2019. He had 2,600 minutes, was averaging one goal every 1.03 games and one goal every 87 minutes. Now, you can't compare these two. And the reason that Dayons is so high is because he's a substitute, but he is doing amazing things as a substitute. I am at the point where watching where Chicharito is and seeing how it is, and he looks tired, and he looks uh, run down. He doesn't look like the, the the Chicharito of last year. And he can prove me wrong. I'm, I'm perfectly willing to say that. But I'm saying what we've seen in maybe the last stretch of four or five games has not been that same Chicharito of 2021 um, that had all the energy. But also, this Chicharito right now has remained healthy, um, which is a little bit different. So Chicharito last year got injured, but also that rested him through some, some games. And now this time you're seeing him play every game and a lot of minutes. At this point, with what you're seeing and playing the hot hand, I'm starting Jovalich over Chicharito, and I would gladly bring on Chicharito on the final 30 minutes or 45 minutes even if you want to uh, to play up top with Jovalich for a little bit. But for me, Jovalich is giving you the, the, the goals per minute. He's giving you the work rate. He's giving you the creativity. He's giving you the ability to sort of slip in and find places and create little spaces for himself. I think his goals per minute drops wildly if he starts because I, every time he starts, I feel like he disappears a little bit. He's very good as a sub. So I can also understand Greg Vanny being like, uh, why would I change him from exactly where he's doing? Because every time I put him in, he scores a goal. Um, but but Dayon Jovalich is extremely valuable to this LA Galaxy team, and he's one goal away from Chicharito, who has the, the goals lead. So And and also, I think there's something to be said about, we, we know Dayon's confidence, and we know his hunger, and it's almost like while he's sitting there on the bench, that's like the fuel to the fire, fuel to the fire, sub him in, and he's ready to go. And I don't know if you lose some of that when you start him. Right. I'm not saying one way or the other, but uh, the kid's talented. He's cerebral, and I I love what he shows with the knack around the goal. Um, he he's got some some chemistry going uh, with his teammates whenever he's out there too. I, I just some of the passes, um, whether they're no look or or setting guys up or he's making runs off of them. I'm always like, wait, how? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, just he's a machine uh, day on the machine. Uh, if he didn't play chess, he'd probably have like a, a, a machine uh, nickname. But um, I think he's the bishop, I think, is 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 the is the call that we have right now. So I think that's what we're going to stick with. I wanted to point this out. This is actually a preview for the Montreal, but Dayan Jovalich scored off the bench for the third straight match in the L.A. Galaxy's uh, 3-2 loss to Minnesota. Jovalich is the 11th player in MLS history, 13th instance to score in three straight appearances with all those appearances coming as a substitute. Set a little record. Just little stuff. There's also part of me that says Greg Vanny is doing exactly the perfect thing, bringing Dayon along. Like he's just he's feeding him just enough minutes. He's keeping him entertained. He's keeping him engaged. He's keeping him scoring goals. And he's a game changer. And now every team knows that when Dayan Jovalich comes off the bench, that they are going to have to work extremely hard to keep him out of the goal. That's exactly. And that's kind of what I was hinting at earlier. I mean, just keeping that hunger, you know, right? Like letting him simmer right. on the uh, on the bench. He gets and all then, angry. You know, He's like, oh, yeah. I should have started again. It's like he yeah, always has yeah. this chip on his shoulder, right? 
Yeah, keep that, you know, sometimes that's exactly what players need to to wake them or keep them hungry for more. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. That's going to be, I, I keep waiting for like the opportunity to go to a 3-5-2 like, to start that way. I don't think Vanny's going to do it against Montreal. I keep waiting for the team to sort of be like, which which game is it going to be? Uh, I don't think it's against Montreal again, but maybe Jovalich starts, maybe Chicharito gets a break. These things are going to happen. With July having six games, Nikki there is going to have to be rotation. So uh, as much as I think the Galaxy lament it and um, as as much as I know fans lament it, this is not the deepest LA Galaxy team. They don't have the best uh, players coming off the bench. But when you saw what they were able to bring off the bench in Minnesota, even down 10 men with Revelison coming in because they started the gear when it with, uh, you know, Sega Koulibaly coming in uh, because they got Williams off because he was on a yellow card, right? So it was like sort of these smart things. By the way, I would like to point out Williams was on a yellow card Dupuy was on a yellow card warning, so if he got another one, he would have been suspended for the next game. So Greg Vanny was like, "Well, I definitely need Derek Williams." So, so Nick Dupuy was sort of thrown into the Tigers, uh, Tigers den there, and was sort of like, "All right, I guess if we lose Nick, we lose Nick." You know, it was one of those, "Oh well, have to make those decisions." Um, and so he did, uh, he did, he did do that, um, and everybody escaped. Uh, you know, outside of uh, Costa at the end of the game, um, which is a, that's a boneheaded play, and he knows it. I think whenever we get to talk to Greg Vanny about it. Um, maybe this weekend he's going to be more upset about that than than maybe he was on, on the night of the game. So um, just some really interesting little things that we're sort of pulling together. I wanted to talk about the designated players real quick and the available minutes. So total available minutes for the de- all three designated players has been four thousand three hundred and twenty uh, total minutes played for the LA Galaxy designated players is two thousand nine hundred fifty two. That's sixty eight point three percent of the total minutes that counts Costa's injuries that counts Kevin Cabral hardly ever going more than 60 minutes or just 25 minutes whenever he gets uh, subbed off. Uh, Chicharito has played 91.2% of the total available minutes for him, and then it's Douglas Costa with 52.6%. Kevin Cabral with 61.3% of those minutes. I've always said that I think that number needs to be around 70 to 75% in order to have an effect on a long season. When you realize that we're halfway through the season, Costa has had a lot of injuries, hasn't really shown up. Kevin Cabral really plays 90 minutes and has zero goals. Kevin Cabral now has more red cards than he does goals. Um, you know, this year in major league soccer in league play, right? So all these things are sort of adding up. Costa has so far cost the LA galaxy points, not being available and not being the player they thought he was going to be. Um, if he can be the player they thought he was going to be, he can get some of those points back. I'm not convinced that can happen yet, but I was intrigued with how he played, uh, against Minnesota. Uh, and I wonder if that's, that's repeatable. Um, and it won't be because he's red carded, so he won't be there. There's a good chance that Costa also gets an additional game tacked on for the foul. So not just missing the July 4th game, but the game after that as well, which would be LAFC, right? So that would be El Trafico. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I would be surprised if Kevin Cabral gets added any more games being he touched somebody's hair with his foot. Um, again, people pay a lot of money for that. So I would just like to point out, um, let's get to, let's see, I want to get to, uh, a little bit of the standings, but also know that whenever I took a snapshot of these, that New York and Atlanta were still playing. And I don't know how that sort of figured, uh, ended up if New York ended up winning, if they did, they're now the number one, uh, team on the Eastern conference. Uh, if they're not, uh, that if they didn't win that, then they're not. So Montreal currently sitting at the top, the, the, the opponent for the LA galaxy coming up on, um, on July 4th. Um, and so 29 points for them, 29 points for Philadelphia, 28 for New York city, uh, New York city played in a weird wacky game against Cincinnati. If anybody saw that New York, Orlando, Cincinnati, New England, and then below the line right now, Miami, Columbus, Charlotte, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago, and DC. 
Uh, if we go to the Western Conference, it's LAFC who beat Dallas 3-1 to on the same night the LA Galaxy lost. Uh, 36 points now for LAFC. Austin at 31 points. Salt Lake at 29 points. Dallas at 26 points. Nashville, 26 points. LA Galaxy, 24 points. Seattle, 23. They lost to Montreal over the weekend at home. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, Portland below the line. Houston below. Minnesota below. Vancouver below. Colorado below. Kansas City below. Um, and Kansas City now above the bottom of the table. Uh, they jumped over San Jose, who the LA Galaxy were supposed to play, uh, but didn't. When we look at the schedule coming up, Nikki, uh, you got a, you got a couple of these games, don't you? Let's see. You got Montreal, so July 4th coming up, and then you guys are going to have the Colorado game in Colorado on July 16th. That one's there. And then you have the one at the end, July 30th. You're going to be busy. You're going to be busy. Yes, yes. Those are uh, the last two are unfortunately away games, meaning we do them from the studio. But I, I do love I do love any match we can get. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good. The Galaxy also have um, in this July, as we mentioned, they have Montreal July 4th. They have LAFC at Bank of California Stadium July 8th. That'll wrap up the season series with LAFC there uh, should be Gareth Bale's debut. Uh, Chiellini, his debut as well. We'll see. I imagine the LA Galaxy also have one in the uh, in the bucket. So you could see a, a Brugman um, debut as well, but we'll sort of see how everybody comes in match fitness wise and how that comes out. Um, you have July 13th. Uh, that's a game at home versus San Jose. This isn't the postponed game. That postponed game is being played in September. Uh, Colorado, uh, the away to Colorado, home to Atlanta, uh, and then away to Dallas. That is your July and August gets just about the same. And, uh, cause you have the, that league's cup SoFi stadium game. That's going to be happening, uh, against Chivas, uh, from, uh, from Liga MX. So that's happening at August 3rd. Then three days later, you have the LA galaxy having to tra- travel to SKC, uh, galaxy host Vancouver galaxy host Seattle galaxy away to new England and away to Toronto. That's a sucky road trip. Um, and then September and then uh, this is crazy. There's five games in September. There's two games in October cause the season's over. This is, we. I mean, I know it's far away, July, August, September, October, right? So four months, really. But when you look at that schedule, Nikki, it feels like they're all, those games are all on top of each other and it's going to be just this brutal wrestling match th- for the rest of the season. Yeah, it, it really is, you know, dog days of summer, but it's also, um, you know, last season at this time, dog days of summer was still a little bit of the middle of middling of the season. Now it's like, okay. Uh, almost feels like the home stretch, you know? Yeah, it, it, it does. It's starting to feel like so that again, uh, if you look at July and August and you sort of say the LA galaxy season could very well be decided by either a good July and August or a bad July and August. Um, maybe it's a, a middling July and August and then, you know, uh, then you can have September sort of come into play as well. But uh, these July and August games, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of games to play, a lot of things to do. So I uh, want to get that. Let's uh, let's get you ready for the Montreal game. Uh, LA Galaxy versus uh, CF Montreal coming up at Dignity Health Sports Park uh, on July 4th, 7.30 p.m. start time, 7.38 p.m. kickoff time. Game can be found on Spectrum Sportsnet with Miss Nikki K and Kobe Jones and Joe Totino. Uh, and then that is also being simulcast on LAGalaxy.com. So make sure you do that. Um, I wanted to give everybody a rundown sort of where the how the gates were going to be opening and everything that sort of happens here. So at 12 p.m. on July 4th, parking gates A and D are opening 3.30 p.m. It's all the parking gates open opening uh, season ticket members and premium gates open at 545 6 p.m. Galaxy Express begins running. If you use that 6 p.m., all the regular stadium gates open as well. Then 738 is your kickoff LA Galaxy versus Montreal. 945 is your fireworks show uh, and 955 fireworks show concludes i would like to point out 
a Nikki that it's so July 4th. I have, I have never, ever, ever seen the fireworks at Dignity Health Sports Park because we're always underground whenever they happen. I uh, can only use one never because I've only been there one season, but I empathize with you on missing seminal moments in order to cover a game. I was at, at the Super Bowl during the halftime show, the one that everyone said rocked the house. Yeah. I was outside the stadium doing a live hit for our uh, East Coast syndicates. Nice. Um, so that was great. I was yeah. like, hey, Mary J. Blush. <laughs> yeah. Snoop. You know, so so I, I, I relate um, to the sounds of joy uh, being heard whilst you are working. Yeah. Away. Yeah. But you know, it, part of the job. It's OK. It's kind of a where were you? sort yeah. of moment yeah. right i was underground that's where i was whenever <laughs> the fireworks go off so um no it'll be it, listen the july 4th game is usually fun i know there are people who are discouraged and disheartened um i look at this montreal team and i see a very talented team and, and wilford nancy has done such a good job with them uh with toye up front and kamara up front they have a really good partnership uh you know they had uh milovich in the center as well and just i feel like there's nobody on this that you sort of sit there outside of maybe Toye and Kamara who you're like, oh, I absolutely know those guys. He just takes guys. He's sort of, you know, like the Pablo Mastroeni of uh, of of the Eastern Conference, which is I'm going to take a bunch of guys you probably have never heard of and they're going to compete every single game and they're going to they're going to make the smart runs and they're going to do the smart things um, and they're not going to, you know, make the big mistakes that cost teams all the time. They're just going to be Sasha talks all the time about if you're playing like a central position or central midfield or a central defense how you, you don't need to be 10 of 10 all the time but you can you have to be like a 7 of 10 all the time he goes you can never be a 5 of 10 that's horrible you can't have it so a 7 of 10 every single time is what you want yes well it's so interesting because i had listened to your conversation with sasha and then i was having a a conversation with greg separately no no other media just joe and greg literally used that exact verbiage he said I'm asking guys to show up with consistency. He's like, you don't have to give me a 10 all the time. Give me a seven. And if it's not a seven and a half, give me a seven, but don't give me a four. Yeah, no. You and I, no. I was like, is Greg listening to Sasha on yeah. Corner of the Galaxy? I'm sure Greg listens to the show all the time. That's the only, yeah. that's the only hey, example, Greg. right? Uh, yeah. Hey, Greg, <laughs> no. how's it going? Um, or, you know, Sasha picked that up from Greg. But it was just so funny because I, I was like, where have I heard this before? And then you just said it again. And it was, it, it wasn't just like, Hey, give me a seven out of 10. It was put the exact same way. You just reiterated it. Yeah. It and, interesting. And it makes a lot of sense. I played central, de- <laughs> my favorite part. Mm. Uh, I played central defender in my really bad high school <laughs> team. Um, so I'm very well aware of the consistency issues that happen at the professional level. So, you know, <laughs> I have that, uh, $7 and 14 cent super chat. That's seven and 14 from John. That's Robbie Keen seven and Robbie Keen number 14. Cause he wore both numbers, uh, $7 and 14 cents from John. John says, uh, Nikki is better than Panda. Sorry, Panda. So Kevin is Kevin can stay in guitar. I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh he also says, uh, local is better than Apple. So I, I know, I know you'll, you'll enjoy that. He says, and this is, this is John and I are on the same page. Sun devils are better than Bruins. So he's got that. He says more seriously, uh, good tactical analysis tonight. Thank you. Vamos galaxy. So, Oh, thank you. Well, there's the positivity See? we needed. Yeah. I, I, I like love it. that. I like it. No, I it was, love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? Um, yes, I appreciate, appreciate all the, the applause and love. Kevin's great, but he needs to be happy. 
<laughs> no negative no, Nancy. No, no, he's a negative Nancy. I told him to stay yeah. in Qatar. I, he didn't need to come back. <laughs> um, so anyway, so it, it's really it, it just that whole conversations, and I and I've heard that from before from other players just about that. But it's I I, I want to you sort of were talking. Oh, maybe Sasha picked up uh, up from Greg. Sasha, yes and no, but like that's a that's a common thing you can tell. I saw the moment that I again makes me realize this team is in so much better positions than it was last year or maybe the year before in terms of how they get along is before the game, Sasha and, and Dayon were walking out together. And, and you know, that's team dad. They, they call they call Dayon. They're like, that's your team dad, right? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Like he doesn't hide from like most guys be like, no, that's not my team dad. He's just whatever, dude, you know, that type of thing. Dayon's like, no, that's my team dad, you know? So um, that's my best Dayon p- impression. Also, shout out, follow Dayon on Twitter. He, oh, yeah. The, the bishop's on Twitter. Yes. yes. <laughs> you, you know, they call him Decca. Uh, as it, a nickname that's something i picked up i don't i'm like who's deca is, is deca 10 is it like for a 10 is maybe it? that could be, and and john and bondi is now into chess as well i heard that Deca yeah, Decca's gotten him into chess, which is, you know, great. But um, I, I saw a moment, too, you know, when they were uh, final final 30-ish seconds. Nobody had any clue how much um, stoppage time there was left. But Sasha is off up out of his uh, seat, running along the sideline, telling, like, guys to get in position, get in position. I was like... That's my captain. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that, no, I mean, that's 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 what you get with Sasha Clash, and that's one of the reasons, yeah. you know, they stuck around. So um, it is, uh, they say, uh, by the way, Feel the Berm says Deca, Deki or, or Deca uh, oh, is uh-huh. is a common nickname for Dayon, apparently. I didn't I didn't know these things. Is we that, learn something new every I, day. Thank you. I, I, I love that everybody is just, you know, our chat room is very knowledgeable. I, I don't even yeah. have to remember things anymore. I just make them do it. Oh. Um, so that's free labor, uh, LA galaxy <laughs> coming up against, uh, Montreal. This is going to be a difficult game. Um, I, I'm going to show you something, by the way, Five thirty-eight has this game ridiculously lopsided to the LA galaxy. I can't, <laughs> they, they have them a 50, almost a 50% favorite. So 49% chance to win for the LA galaxy, 25% chance to win for Montreal and a 25% chance to win for, um, for our 25% chance for the draw. If you, uh, I'm going to tell you something, this is betting advice. All right. This is not, if you're an LA galaxy fan, this is, if you want to bet a game, uh, if they are going to give the LA galaxy any sort of favorites in this, you absolutely take that bet and you bet against the galaxy. All right. Because, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't trust this, this team. Well, and, and yes, yes. Go Greg ahead. said that this team does tend to know how to show up for opponents that they think are the class. Of the You're not wrong. And and I'm going to say this, okay. <laughs> Watching what Montreal does, they certainly give you room to play in behind. Seattle took mm-hmm. advantage of it early against them. Uh, they like to press into things, so they will press up. And as we've seen teams that like to play and teams like Minnesota likes to play. It's one of the reasons the Galaxy were able to score two goals on them is that they did catch them out of position a couple of times. They were able to move them around. Also, they're not a great defensive team. But you look at that and you say, okay, that's one of the reasons the Galaxy were able to score. Did I tell everybody what the expected goals was in that game? If you saw that game, um, you would think that Mont- uh, that Minnesota had a bazillion expected goals um, because they were. it seemed like they were always dangerous. They were always pushing. The LA Galaxy created a ton of chances. Stats don't mean anything like this, except that the Galaxy have not created 2.7 um, uh, expected goals in a very long time. They basically created enough for three goals in this game, um, and we haven't seen that from this offense. So there's some there's some positivity in that if you want to find it. Um, but you certainly look at what Montreal can do. I feel like the Galaxy do have some ways to beat them, uh, certainly playing in behind, certainly doing it, but without Costa, which you... Uh, 
last game you'd be like, okay, that's fine. But without Cabral as well, you're starting to get short on wingers. The Galaxy don't have a ton of wingers. Somebody's going to be playing out of position or they're going to go into a different formation, which might include two forwards up top. This could be it. Maybe this is it. Maybe I've talked myself into it. Um, so you could see Chicha and Jovalich start together because they're down a winger. Um, what do you think? I don't know. That means Efrain <laughs> Alvarez, possibly Nikki can play on the yeah. wing. Um, if you can bring Victor Vasquez into that, that Grant Stern on the other thought. one. Yeah. yeah. So there's some ways to do this. Um, that Greg is going to have to, maybe this is it. Maybe this forces Greg into the two forward set and that stays for the rest of the season. Unlikely, but I'm just going to pretend that maybe that's the thing. So, um, Montreal game coming up. What do you think, Nikki? Are you excited about this game? I'm excited, honestly. And this is, this is not from someone who has, you know, lived in and lived and supported this team through ups and downs and highs and lows. I just, I truly am grateful for every opportunity to be at that stadium and the atmosphere is exciting. And yes, trust me, I was more frustrated than anyone when I was at the Houston match. And then that's followed up by performances against Austin and LAFC. And I was like, why couldn't you do that for our broadcast? You know, right. that's a heck of a lot more fun to talk about. Right. But, um, you know, getting to know these men on a human level, Josh, as you have as well, uh, you're truly rooting for them to succeed and, and you feel the pain that they feel when, when they, they don't get put it together. And I think unfortunately, um, adversity hit them in a weird way last night or on Wednesday night by the time this comes out. Right. And uh, I, I want I want to see them bounce back with a, a fire and vim and vigor that uh, gets gets the supporters uh, what they deserve. So, yeah. yeah. I, At long, yeah I feel it. Yeah. I feel I feel I I kept feeling like that Minnesota game was the game that they were going to break out in. Right. I felt I felt like the, I'm like, OK, this is the one and it sort of lines up. I don't feel that way about this Montreal game. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I certainly, I'll tell you anybody who thinks that Greg has lost the team is, is, is delusional. So that's not the case. I can tell you hundred percent. It's not even close to the case. And this team isn't even close to quitting. Um, yeah. this is a very resilient team right now. I would put this team up. If you have, you know, a, a playoff game where they had to play against a really good team, maybe like LAFC in the playoffs right now, I, I put my money on the LA galaxy just by, by the way that I've been playing. We'll see if that, that plays out because I have a feeling they're going to meet in the playoffs this year. Um, Jose, by the way, gave us $5 super chat and he says, I feel married to the galaxy. Josh is the marriage <laughs> counselor. Josh always makes me feel better when I want to yell divorce after these games. <laughs> Jose, thank you. Thank you. That's hysterical, by the way. I love that. I, I do see a lot of like, we're in a toxic relationship with the LA galaxy, but I just can't quit. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, I, I get it. I get it. 100%. Or, you know, like think of it this way too. All marriages that survive decades, like overcome adversity. Right. right. So just weather the storm <laughs> it's been it's, a, not even it's a, been a long yeah. storm Nikki. it's know, been a long time i don't time. mean to come off i don't mean to come off as trite or i i i'm just saying that um the, the guys are putting in the work they care they're passionate and uh i i you know don't give up on them don't, don't give up on no them. not yet yeah. not yet um yeah. it's not time yet only only halfway through the season almost halfway this game is halfway yeah. july 4th 17 games uh 34 games total so that's all it goes all right um are I you gonna be wearing red or blue oh, on monday oh, on july 4th uh i don't i probably have to do laundry because i don't think i have that either any choice on that matter right now maybe i'll Josh wear my corner <laughs> corner of the galaxy uh shirt yeah maybe that'll he's gonna show up in a white suit yes he's gonna be like it's a moment he, <laughs> he's the moment <laughs> it, it'll be the only thing i have that's clean if that's the case um <laughs> This, that, by the way, Patrick says, did Josh just say he doesn't think that we're making the playoffs? No, I do think the Galaxy are making the playoffs. I think they're a playoff team. I do. And I, I just, I can't, I can't get there. Um, I can't get there. This team to me is, is 
incrementally better in so many different ways than they were last year. And I'm just waiting for that to show. And I think this is one of those, if we look at the stats and we sort of look at it and you understand it's 10 men and you understand sort of the whole thing, I can talk myself into saying that the Galaxy maybe underperformed a little bit in that game. And and because the stats tell me that they actually played okay. Um, in fact, that second half, they played more than okay. Uh, it's not often that you see a 10-man side have more possession than the uh, the side that's up to 11, and they did that in that second half, and they did it for the course of the game as well. Um, and so that means something to me. That means that the and Galaxy are, are trying to create things. For for as defeated or frustrated as Greg was with the red card situation, he told me post-game that that second half was what he saw heading into the international break. And he had, for all the frustration, because the the last match I was with this team was, was the, the 3 nothing loss to Houston, right? right? And so they really felt they had something going heading into the break, which, you know, were, of course, games we weren't, I wasn't there for. But that what the Galaxy fans saw in against Austin and LAFC, that's what Greg saw in the second half on Wednesday. So... Oh, Take man. it for what it is, small sample size, but you know. I was going to say, uh, I can already tell that people are going to be like, "Your Josh is just being positive again." You know, the, <laughs> blame the it on thing. me. Blame the positivity on uh, me. I, ha- I I am a homer. I have to be the homer. <laughs> that's right. It's all okay. Okay, good. I will blame you. Uh, Jonathan, yeah. by the way, gave us a ten dollars super chat and says, "Cog is the only consistent MVP since 08. Wow, that's a long time. Um, that's a long time. I don't know that that's true. Robbie Keane was there for that, so I think he was. We're making in some cash on this show. Oh yeah, you'll never see any of it though. I mean, that's that's the fun part. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I got a polo. <laughs> Yeah, you got you got you got paid. Uh, I would say this: uh, the Montreal game. Obviously, the LA Galaxy have to beat Montreal because no American team could ever let a Canadian team come in on July fourth, right? If we're, let's be xenophobic for a second. Yeah, no American team could ever let a Canadian team come in on July fourth and bounce them um, in there. I'm pretty sure Toronto came in and beat the LA Galaxy one time uh, on July fourth. July fourth doesn't have the best record, if I remember correctly. So you know, keep that in mind whenever you go. All right, uh, LA Galaxy hosting Montreal coming up on July fourth. That's a Monday. I'm just a, a heads up 7:30 p.m. game 7:38 p.m. kickoff time uh LAgalaxy.com and Spectrum Sportsnet with Joe Kobe and Nikki um one other thing is a note about our schedule on the show normally we record on Monday nights we will not be recording on Monday nights we will not be recording on a Tuesday night we will be recording on a Wednesday night next week is Wednesday only okay normally it's a Thursday we do, we're not going to do that Wednesday only because the LAFC game is on a Friday Right. So we can fit a Wednesday show right in the middle of all of that and then basically get you ready for uh, LAFC there. So you're going to have to be patient. We will talk about the Montreal game on Wednesday. We will get you ready for the uh, the El Trafico as well at Bank of California Stadium. There will be, I would imagine, transfer news in or around and really close to breaking at that time. So I think that's the perfect time. So heads up on that. I think uh, the hammer is in on next Wednesday. So this is one of those times. Josh is always on Mondays and Thursdays, right? This is one of those times. It's on Wednesday. Okay, so everybody. Okay, is, wait. Yeah. Can we? Uh, so Kevin gets panda. Yes. Eric gets hammer. Uh huh. Can the chat room give me a nickname or a, a little symbol or whatever it is? The chat. Okay, so so Nikki. Wow, you're brave. Um, Nikki, <laughs> Nikki, Nikki would like to. Um, Nikki would like a, let's a nickname. Let's workshop it, guys. Let's workshop it. Let's let's keep it PG, please. Um, <laughs> I don't. I would never trust them with my nickname. Um, just letting you know. But um, but anyway, why don't you tweet at us, do all that stuff because we're gonna end the show. But let's find a nickname. Christian Miles, by the way, we were just going with Miles because um, that's sort of a nickname. Um, and he kind of likes it and I, I don't want to force it upon him. So I didn't want to force one upon you. Kilom- I was going to call him kilometers. Like kilometers. 
<laughs> KM. It was so fun. KM. I was talking about how many, um, how many, because Mark Delgado runs 13 kilometers a yeah. game. Average is right around there. He leads the team in all hustle stats. Right. And uh, I said that uh, as one of my sideline hits during the game. Mike Trudell, great Lakers reporter, he texts me, can you keep it miles, please? <laughs> <laughs> what country is this, Nikki? And I, I was like, I we are that. we are one of what three? It's like Myanmar, us, and one other country that that uh, refused to convert to the metric yeah, system. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. By the America. way, yeah. By the way, um, so we've we've gotten some KK, um, which is K A Y K A Y. A little too long. I would actually go with the KK. Um, uh-huh. There's uh, there's Elf the Squirrel. <laughs> Lil K, everybody's trying to give me a nickname now. They're going to call me XL. And for that, uh, thank you very much. Uh, that's not nice at all. Uh, that was because the LA Galaxy sent me an XL jersey. And I was like, do they think I'm fat? I think they think I'm fat. Um, XL, good. Uh, let's see. Uh, are we allowed barnyard animals? See, this is why we can't do this. And there's, there's, it's not. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get you. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, that's it. Uh, so anyway, so that's our schedule. That's what we're going on. We are going to uh, be back on Wednesday. We'll talk about this game. We'll see everybody out there on July 4th. Please be safe uh, for the July 4th weekend. Enjoy yourself. Uh, have a lot of fun, but please be safe. Uh, make it out to the game. Uh, make it home from the game. Do all those fun things. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. So Nikki, anything else you want to talk about? We good? Two things. Stream us from the beach or the barbecue if you aren't going to make it to the game. Um, your support and viewership means the world. And also, I, Josh, I can't tell you, since the last time I was on this podcast, I have had, I've never had so many people mention a podcast appearance to me. And I've been on pods before for other sports, but right. this engagement what you do here is incredible. Um, it's it's needed from the fans, and it's therapy. It's uh, educating. It's I like to say it's church, uh, school, and therapy all in one, right? It, it so is, um, thank, thank you for having me on, and please, anyone who's listening, please always come up and say hi. It makes my day, and uh, I hope my optimism isn't too frustrating no, i no you're fine yeah. you're fine okay. by the way mike trudeau was on our podcast once too uh mike is He's mike because awesome. he played soccer at northwestern yeah. i remember these things and so uh mike was great so tell mike i said hi tell everybody i said hi because i love everybody over there at spectrum so um you guys do a great job uh nikki tell people where they can find you let's go i'm lil.nikki.k on instagram hit me up or i'm nikki k sn1 on twitter uh, working on the TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? All right. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find all of our podcasts, all of our videos, all that fun stuff right there, cornerofthegalaxy.com. And we will catch you next time. We're, Nikki and I are trying to high five through the barrier and the thing. It doesn't work well. We're doing it. Um, but anyway, we'll catch you out at the game. We'll see you. Uh, and hopefully everybody can be out there for a July 4th game coming up against Montreal. 7.30 p.m. 7.38 p.m. Start time July 4th. All right. For Miss Nikki Kay, who is absolutely wonderful. I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.